Hey photographers, welcome to the Boca Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm here to help you build a sustainable photography business. That means improving your photo skills, building on your business knowledge, and honing your marketing abilities, but it also means helping you work more efficiently so you don't get burnt out in the long run. We do try to bring the show to you commercial free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com and Milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographer's Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing. Again, photographersedit.com and Milu.com. All right, let's get into today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back for another Boca podcast episode and um, brand new guest on the show today. And, and actually, Melissa Jill is here with me. Melissa, I feel like I've known you actually for a long time. It's, it's somewhat surprising that this is the first time you've been on the show. Thanks for making time for all of us. Thank you, Nathan. Thanks so much for having me. I know. I, I feel like maybe do we go back to like pictage days? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So long ago. It's like another like era of the photography industry, I feel like. It actually does feel that way. And 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 then we end up sounding kind of like old people being like, remember when, but um, <laughs> I am an old person. <laughs> oh, well, not at all. And I don't even feel old. It's just funny to like hear myself say that some of those words that makes me sound almost like an old person. But yeah, we've known each other for a long time. I'm just glad that we finally had the opportunity to have a conversation, be able to share this with our listeners. Um, you don't just bring experience as a photographer, but also as um, an entrepreneur within the photo industry, you started an album design company, and that is called, for anybody listening in, alignalbumdesign.com. We'll link to this in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. But we're going to actually talk today about better album sales. And, and really, there are a couple of specific kind of big ideas that Melissa and I chatted about ahead of time that we're going to dig into a little bit later in the conversation. But... To get us started, Melissa, we, we normally start the conversations with a question about brand position. This is something we spend a lot of time talking about. I'm curious. I know we could go one of two directions, your photography business or your album design business. Let's actually talk about Align Album Design. What is your business's brand position or the unique value proposition your business offers to the market? Yeah, we uh, our mission is to help photographers succeed at albums, and we do that primarily through two venues. We, we help them as by coming alongside them as part of their team to design and revise their album designs. And then we offer a wealth of resources and education to help them succeed at albums, to sell more albums, to refine their workflow, and just to, to take their business to that next level. Yeah, I was going to actually ask you because, you know, a mission, um, and this is something we've talked about on the podcast before, a mission many times can be kind of the internal guide, guiding po or guidepost, if you will, that what, what the business owner, the team, whoever might be involved in the company, that's kind of what they're working toward. But when we talk about brand position, a lot of times it's about what sets one company apart from another within the marketplace. In this case, we'll just call it the U.S. photography market. Mm -hmm. And um, you mentioned the resources. I mean, I, I've seen various des album design companies over the years. Of course, there's some software um, that's supposed to help automate that process. But as an album design company, I don't know that I've ever seen the wealth of resources that you guys offer on your website. What's behind all of that? Well, you know, I come from a background being a 
professional photographer for 16 years. And so I just learned from experience, the pain points and the struggles that so many photographers go through, um, you know, not only to produce an album, but just to sell them in the first place. And so, you know, as we were starting out serving photographers by doing, you know, the outsourcing work of the design and revision, we just realized that the problem is, is so much bigger than that, you know, and, Mm. and we want to serve our industry. We want, we want to help photographers to succeed. And, you know, I just have a passion for, for education and for helping photographers. And so it was just a a natural fit for us. Yeah. Well, I love that you've capitalized on that. This is something that I've, I've kind of struggled with as an owner at Photographer's Edit. Um, You know, I could teach editing, but that kind of defeats the purpose then of asking somebody to delegate their editing work to us. Um, I love that you have a way of being able to build on the concept of album design, add a ton of value by helping other photographers learn how to more effectively sell albums. And then naturally you get to be part of that process by designing the album for them. Um, I think it's really cool. So for everybody listening in, alignalbumdesign.com, A-L-I-G-N, albumdesign.com. And uh, it's the same thing actually on Instagram, Align Album Design. And Melissa mentioned being a photographer and and we're really kind of underselling that. I mean, that's how I've known you for so long, Melissa. Um, For everybody listening in, go to melissajill.com, just like it sounds. Same thing on Instagram as well. And um, you can scroll through and not only see her beautiful work, particularly on Instagram, but also also her beautiful little boy. How old is he now? He's 13 months. Wow, it's so crazy. Um, I know, it's crazy. And again, it's still wild to think back to like when we were just photographers and then I saw you get married and of course now you have a little one. I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, everybody make sure you go follow Melissa there on Instagram. But let me jump on to further questions here. Uh, from your experience as a business owner, what is what would you say, uh, especially, I guess, the owner of an album design company, so you're working with photographers, you're also serving clients outside the photography industry, what is one of the most important principles behind providing a wonderful customer experience? There's probably so many things I could say, but it just boils down to just being kind, um, just really putting yourself in your customer's shoes and thinking about you know their pain points, where they might be. And just treating them like you would want to be treated. And that's, that's, you know, just how I've always tried to operate. And what does that look like practically? Like when, cause it's, it's one thing to say, oh, we should be nice to clients, mm-hmm. but I know that we, we all probably have our, our own approach to that, uh, different personalities, of course, playing in as well. What does that look like practically in your interaction with your clients? Ours is all mostly email-based, um, lots of email-based, you know, back and forth. And so I think, you know, the tone can get lost. So it's important when we're writing our emails just to be very clear in kind of the kindness piece, you know, just mm. being overly kind through email. Email can feel so businessy and 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 pointed sometimes. So just taking that extra time to be human and 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 care for people. And then, you know, always giving people the benefit of the doubt. I think, you know, sometimes we can just jump to conclusions, but just giving people the benefit of of the doubt, assuming the best of people also is super helpful. Hmm. Yeah. Benefit of the doubt. That's something I'm, I'm, man, I've been guilty so many times of kind of jumping to conclusions and easier said than done. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I've learned the hard way conclusions, assumptions, uh, or I guess really conclusions ahead of information, right? So that's assumptions. Uh, is it just gets us in trouble so many times, personal relationships, professional relationships, 
Uh, it's the last thing that we need to be doing. So yeah, benefit of the doubt, kind of putting ourselves in their shoes, showing some empathy. Uh, it, it can be tough to do that through email too, and, and kind of communicating tone effectively. Is there, is there a way that you've learned to do that? Because people get a lot of emails. How do you, how do you kind of infuse personality in that? Yeah. I mean, my, you know, I think for me, the default is just to read their email, respond and start answering the question, you know, or, or getting to the point right away. And so oftentimes I'll do that and then I'll reread the email. And I think that's the key is just to take that extra minute to reread it. Mm. And then at the top, I'll put in an extra, you know, pleasantry, something, you know, just to relate to them and to, to kind of remind them that, we're, we're human too, and, and, and care for them as a person. So just a, a, anything simple, you know, like, I hope you're hanging in there during this crazy time, you know, something like that. Yeah. Simple expression of, of empathy and care again, yeah, that it can go a long way, especially when it can be so easy, especially with the automated systems that we have right now to shoot off emails and, and not really put a whole lot of thought into it. I think it's really important to keep that in mind. But let's talk about time. And, and we were just talking about your little one. I, I should have mentioned his name, baby Bo, but having, a family and then running multiple businesses, there's, that's a lot to juggle. How mm -hmm. do you manage to do both? Is there a particular workflow technique tip trick that you can share with our listeners that has enabled you to, to more effectively balance all of that? Well, nobody has, you know, this magic formula. You don't <laughs> come on. <laughs> but, um, I honestly, like I am in the process of of retiring from shooting weddings. And so, you know, I got married, um, almost two years ago, I was running three businesses at the time and, um, then got pregnant and had a baby a year ago. And so through this process, I've just realized I can't do all of these things with excellence. And so I just, I just craved simplicity. I, mm. I craved simplifying things yep. and I want to be able to do whatever I choose to do with excellence. And so I've chosen to retire from shooting weddings. We sold our photo booth company and I'm focusing on a line album design, um, which is a job that I can do from home. And so it does allow me to have moments throughout the day with my family, which I really cherish. Mm. So, you know, balance, I think is something that doesn't necessarily exist. I think we have to choose what we want to spend time on yeah. and then, be there a hundred percent when we're, when we're spending that time. So, you know, I try and manage my goals so that I know when I have time to work, what I want to, you know, really work hard on. And then I'm, when I'm with my family, I just try to be present there and really enjoy that time. And thankfully, you know, working from home there, it's a blessing and a curse because you do get to mix both, but it also requires, you know, creating those boundaries and, and making, you know, making that time. Yeah. Well, and, and your husband, Bruce too, I mean, he, he was helping with the photo booth company. Is that, are you both now doing a line album design or is he also juggling something else at the same time? Yeah, we actually moved from Phoenix to Huntsville, Alabama in January and we um, are here to plant a church. So oh, he's wow. a pastor. Okay. And so that's another, you know, kind of variable that we've added to, wow. to what's going on. And, and, you know, I get to be a part of that as well and yeah. a more of a supportive role, but he's doing that as well as taking some seminary classes. 
Wow. It is so much. But you know what? I love the simple. You talked about minimalism, simplicity. I'm a huge fan as well. I, I tend to get too easily overwhelmed with too many moving, moving parts. But I think a lot of times in the photography industry, photographers kind of overcomplicate their business by taking on too much rather than the very thing that you talked about, which is to focus really on one thing at a time. Uh, we have a tendency of of multitasking, sometimes just for the sake of you know combating sheer boredom or trying to distract ourselves from something, but focusing on one thing at a time really can make a difference, especially in the efficiency with which we can get things done. So I think that's a great reminder, actually. And and really kind of playing along this theme of time, talk to me about the idea of delegation. Obviously, are you a huge fan of the concept because you offer a service to (laughs) photographers that incorporates that very concept. But how else have you incorporated this idea into your business? A few years ago on my photography blog, actually, I wrote um, a blog post called You Can't Do Everything, 20 Things I Outsource. So I thought I sat and I thought through everything that I outsource and delegate and came up with 20 things. And um, so, yeah, definitely a big believer in it. Um, Started off kind of early on outsourcing, editing and color correction, the big chunk of what I do, did as a photographer, obviously. And then from there, just kind of kept finding more things that I could delegate or outsource. I had a full-time office manager for eight of the 16 years I was in business. So did a lot of delegating to her, of course, outsource album design, house cleaning is another favorite that I still outsource. Brilliant. (laughs) Accounting, of course, bookkeeping, so many different things, you know, yeah. website design, programming, some blogging. I still do most of my own blogging, but have found ways to delegate some of that and various other things as a photographer. So, I, I mean, you, you're you used to this idea of delegating. You're also helping others delegate. I'm curious if you can give a, a tip, uh, a trick, again, a workflow technique of some kind when it comes to the idea of managing the communication associated with delegation? Because I think that's one of the things, I mean, first of all, I've even struggled with that myself. It's still something I'm trying to work at when, as I'm communicating with my team. But when it comes to photographers delegating album design or delegating editing or whatever it might be, a lot of it, a lot of the times photographers kind of just assume almost in some ways that, that the company, the, the person on the other end is going to be able to just magically figure the thing out that they want. Um, or maybe they maybe they are very proactive in communication, but they don't know how to effectively communicate what they want to somebody who understands things in a little bit different way. How have you learned to more effectively communicate in the process of delegating for yourself? It's just getting that, you know, the right person for the right job is really the, the main thing that I've found. Hmm. And it does take time, you know, like um, if you can find, for instance, you know, like your company that does photo editing or align album design that people that are experts at something, it definitely saves a whole lot of time. Whereas if you hire a office manager, for instance, who maybe doesn't have any experience with that, it is going to take some more time to get them trained. But I found both being effective. It just depends on what is the best fit, fit for your business. But if you're training somebody, you just have to put in that time. And it's, it's a trade-off, you know, you have to spend that time early on communicating, fine-tuning, getting them trained. But then the hope is that when you get them to that certain level, they're fairly self-sufficient and don't need a lot of ongoing communication. Um, that's what I found when I, you know, when I searched for an amazing office manager and I found somebody who really was 
a great fit. She needed some training, but once she, you know, learned everything that I needed her to know, we, we touched base daily, of course, but it wasn't, it wasn't for me a huge struggle to communicate. Huh? Wow. Wait, maybe you're just like extra gifted or something like that. I, I, the, the, I don't, I mean, my, I've personally struggled with this and, and again, as I mentioned earlier, continue to, to try to refine my approach to it. Um, first of all, being clear about what it is that I want. I, I know that that's really important. A lot of times when somebody goes to delegate, especially for photographers is, you know, we're sole proprietors most of the time. And, and so we're used to being our own boss and communicating with ourselves and not having to, to tell somebody else what, what it is that we want. Um, so refining that communication process, but you, you, Ultimately, you mentioned, too, something that we have to all be okay with, which is that it takes a little bit of time. If -hmm. we're going to invest in the process of delegating work to somebody else, whatever it might be, that we have to understand it's going to be a bit of a process. There's some back and forth involved. We have to be okay with a mistake here and there. But at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, if we're willing to invest that time, especially, as you pointed out, with a company that has experience, then ultimately it's a win-win really, right? We, the, the photographer saves time. And of course the company is there to, to take care of them, whether it's with album design or, or editing. Yeah. It's absolutely worth the time and the investment up front. And, you know, you know, if you can use a company that has experts, a lot of times they'll help walk you through, you know, the initial stage of, of, of learning kind of how to use their service. That would be the hope at least is that you find a, a company that, that does make it as easy as possible. Um, every new service that you use is, you know, a bit of a learning curve, but hopefully sure. you can get that your needs, you know, communicated and, and the, the outcome refined to the point that is it's what you really are wanting sooner than later. Hmm. Well, I'll leave it at that. And for everybody listening in, if if you're curious to learn more about what it means to delegate, in this case, album design work, um, of course, make sure, and we'll talk a little bit more about the process here in a bit, but make sure you check out alignalbumdesign.com. Of course, we mentioned editing. You can always go to photographersedit.com as well. But talk to me a little bit about uh, inspiration, Melissa. And and this is kind of a cliche term that we hear quite a bit in, in our industry, but there is some significance to it. I know that we all in some form or fashion, like to find a, a bit of motivation or some inkling of an idea that we can build on within our business. How do you find inspiration, not just in the photography business, but or photography industry rather, but outside of the industry as motivation for your, yourself as an entrepreneur? I would say, you know, my faith is a big part of that. I'm a believer in Jesus. And I just, I find a lot of inspiration just in my walk with him and, you know, kind of what I, what I, where my path should go next, um, that those types of things. And so, you know, seeking him and his word that has been a big source of inspiration for me and my, my journey. Um, also just nature, love to get outside as much as possible. And, um, it's been so good for my soul and being able to just, you know, find that clear space to think and dream and, and, and you've moved, inspired. you moved to a little bit different environment too, going from Phoenix to Alabama, huh? Yeah. I'm sitting in my office right now. I've got a wall of windows in front of me and a pond and I get to watch geese while I'm like working on my computers. So That's wild. It's great. Huh? Well, I, I want to get to, we talked about a line a number of times already, but, um, as I mentioned earlier, 
you have just a really resource rich site. So I'm going to just prop you up all over the place for everybody listening in, even if you're not immediately looking for album design work, especially for those of you who are not shooting, don't have any clients that need an album right the second, um, at the very least, go take a look at Melissa's site. Um, there's a whole section just simply called resources. There's also a blog and you can go check out some of the information in more detail, actually, that we're going to be discussing today. Uh, again, alignalbumdesign.com. We'll put that in the show notes at bocopodcast.com. Let's talk a little bit about the content itself because, and I, I began to touch on this earlier, but one of the things that I struggled with before starting this podcast was trying to come up with ideas for content. Any and everyone that's a business owner is likely producing some type of content. It's hard sometimes to come up with something that's unique, A, and then B, that's actually truly helpful. So where do you come up with the ideas for all this content that you're writing for your website? Yeah, I just started out thinking through my own album process um, from start to finish. And I started kind of creating a series talking about each kind of step along the way, each pain point, and just develop that over time as I continued to chat with other photographers about pain points. I think if you can answer, you know, a pain point or a question that somebody might type into Google um, related to your field and, and can be helpful in that way, there's really no end to the amount of of topics that you can come up with. And so just continued to, to develop those over time to help photographers in the album space. Now, do you, have you found that you've been able to do something similar? I know that you're kind of moving out of slowly moving out of the photography side of things, but when it comes to writing content for clients or potential clients, uh, based on your experience, both as a photographer and then writing all this content for a line, can you make some recommendations, even just a, an idea or two that photographers could explore, pursue to write more effective content for their clients? Yeah. I, I mean, just think through what your, what your client is maybe looking for answers to help with mm. before they might need your services. That's, that would be number one is just have a brainstorming session. A lot of times this helps to do this with someone else, um, on your team or maybe a colleague or peer and just think through, you know, what, where is that person in life? What problems are they dealing with? What problems are they trying to solve during the time that they're looking for what you do or right before, if you can be helpful to them along the process, um, maybe even before they're needing you, then you're going to be top of mind when they get to that point. Yeah. Always being a source of value or a solution for a pain point. I, I was actually, you mentioned pain point earlier and I wrote that down here in my notebook. And, and again, simple ideas. It's funny how many times it's easy to say them. We hear this idea, even in the industry from time to time, the significance of solving a pain point. But at the end of the day, if we focus on that as our primary goal, I mean, it's ultimately the idea of service, right? How can I best serve my client or potential client? And, and one of the most effective ways is to put ourselves in their shoes, um, have conversations, listen, read through through emails, even some of the old emails from our clients and look for those pain points and make sure that we're addressing them in every way possible proactively, especially through content um, in the context of this conversation. So yet again, a great reminder for all of us. But in that content that you're that you're writing, of course, you do focus on helping photographers more effectively sell albums and there were kind of two key words that came to mind as I was looking at some of that content that you had shared with me. Um, number one was to show. 
And then secondly was to simplify. And then we're going to break each of these down, if you don't mind. So let's talk about the significance of showing albums. Now, this might seem obvious, but why did you feel like you needed to even take the time to write an article highlighting this very idea? What's behind that? Photographers can just, oftentimes I hear photographers say, you know, I don't think my clients really want an album. They just want the high res images, you know? And when I kind of dig a little bit deeper, what I often come to find is that the photographer doesn't really want to sell albums. Uh, They're not excited about them. And so it's really more of a reflection of us than it is of our clients. You know, we have to realize we are the guide that is helping our, our clients through this process. Many, you know, those of us who are wedding photographers, our clients haven't been through this before, and they're really looking to us as the expert to help guide them through something that's unfamiliar. And so they take their cues from us, you know, and, and if you have like an old sample album that you're not excited about, that's going to reflect on that in, in your initial client meeting. But if you have something that is so amazing and that you are so proud of to lay in your client's lap, that's going to show. And that, I mean, that in itself can sell an album for you. You know, I've had that happen to me. I remember I wanted to get this really beautiful new sample album, but it was going to cost me like a thousand dollars. It was a very high end option um, that I hadn't previously offered. And I was nervous about it, you know, but I just, I took the leap and I invested in that. And I remember the first meeting that I laid it in a bride's lap and, you know, confidently told her that it was going to cost $3,000 for this one, because this, you know, this is special in this, this, in this way. And just kind of talked her through it as she looked through the pages and, I was nervous, you know, like, I'm like, is anyone ever going to be able to afford this? (laughs) And, um, but at the end of the meeting, she was like, you know, I didn't come in here thinking I was going to spend $3,000 on a wedding album, but I cannot live without this. And she walked out of there, you know, going back to like reconfigure her budget, which we need to remember as photographers, a budget is really just a priority. That is a flexible thing. You know, people when we go out shopping, many times we find something that we all of a sudden can't live without and then rationalize and, and pivot and (laughs) make changes so that we can afford it. Oh, sure. Um, and so that's definitely something that's possible for our clients as well. And so, but we're not going to sell something amazing without showing them something amazing. And so that sample album, it can be a scary investment, but it's something that we should, make sure we're doing, make sure we're updating regularly. If our, if our photography improves, if our, if our style changes, if we rebrand, those are times that we need to consider, you know, updating our sample album. Why do you think that photographers are so apprehensive about making the effort to even show them in the first place? I, you know, is it, is it the, I don't want to go through the the hassle of having to order albums and then try to sell them. And I'm not really a salesperson. Like with some of those, will you speak to some of those apprehensions that they might have kind of help them get over that hump maybe a little bit? Yeah. I think a big part of it is the not wanting to be a salesperson. Okay. We feel like we're being too salesy, too pushy, too hardcore. Like it's very hard and scary to think about selling a high priced product. Right. And and albums, I mean, you can you can sell an album for as little as maybe five hundred dollars up to 
you know, the biggest, most expensive album package I set, I sold was $7,500 of albums. Wow. And so there's a wide range there. Um, but it doesn't have to be scary and it doesn't have to be salesy. I think what it comes down to is really believing that this is, this product will improve our client's life Hmm. and helping them to see that as well. You know, um, it's not about pushing this high price product on them. It's about sharing something with them that they are going to want to have in their life. And so for me, it comes down to sharing my passion for albums and painting a picture for them of what their life will look like with one. The best way to do this is to share, you know, an, uh, a story from personal experience, whether it's an experience with your own wedding album or lack thereof, your parents' album, your grandparents, yep. maybe even a past client. I have um, a past client who came back to me and said, you know, our three-year-old daughter, our wedding album is her favorite book. Wow. And she loves to have mommy and daddy sit down and read it to her. And we flip through the pages and talk to her about that day and tell her about the people. And when we get to the part where mommy and daddy are having their first dance, she asks daddy if she can dance with him. Hmm. And, you know, that right there is just a picture of what I want for all of my clients. This wedding album is the thing that's going to just encapsulate and, and continue on the legacy of love for, for that family for generations to come. And, Mm. and so I think for me as a photographer, part of my job is to help my clients to live with their images. Um, you know, I can take a bunch of beautiful images, but if they get stuck on a hard drive or a thumb drive in, in a drawer, I don't feel like I have served them well. And so the best thing that I can do is help, help my clients to walk away with a beautiful wedding album that they can live with, that they can share with their children and their friends. So because I believe that at my core, it doesn't feel salesy to get excited about an album and to show it to a client and to say like, look what you could have, you know, like, wouldn't this be incredible? Um, If you can sell an album from that standpoint, there's nothing salesy about it. It feels very natural. It feels like an extension of what they're really wanting you to do for them. Well, I I think, I mean, first of all, taking the time to find a product, as you mentioned, that we're just absolutely stoked about, um, because I can remember having a similar experience uh, with a particular album company when I was when I was shooting back in the day. Um, and seeing this product and just being, I mean, literally my mouth dropped open. I was so amazed mm-hmm. by it. And if you can find a product like that, that you're just that stoked about, then all the more um, effective, be- uh, your sales process becomes that much more effective because you're able to, as you point out, truly put your own energy, like very genuine energy into the conversation. You've got to have this thing is so amazing. <laughs> and you can start to hear that, that, like the client can start to hear that in in your voice. I mean, I'm still literally that excited thinking back to this album, the first time I ever saw one. And and if we can somehow infuse that excitement, and that energy into the process, then as you pointed out, especially for those who are very apprehensive about being salespeople, don't want to come off as pushy. Um, it's going to, it's going to happen. It's going to flow a lot more naturally. But then the other thing, one of the other things that will make it easier 
uh, and I alluded to this just a second ago, is, is simplification. Um, and there's this book that I read a little while back called The Paradox of Choice, Why More is Less, uh, but deals with this, this very idea. We'll link to it in the show notes for anybody who's curious, uh, looking for something else to read at the moment. But I, I've struggled with the, the process of choice, um, largely because of the way that I was raised. I, I didn't have a lot of freedom and flexibility to make choices for myself growing up. And so when I, quote, grew up, and had to be out on my own and start making choices for myself, man, I was so apprehensive about that that process. Not only that, you find out there are all these options, and <laughs> um, and then you have to make the right choice from all of these op- options. It just becomes overwhelming. So talk to us about the significance of simplifying or simplification when it comes to helping our clients make a choice. What What is the significance in that process, and how does it translate to better sales? Yeah. Our job is to remove obstacles to the sale. So assuming that our clients want what we have to offer, we need to help them get to that as quickly as possible, right? Put yourself in your client's position. And at the time when I was a wedding photographer, I was single for for most of my career until just two years ago. So I'd never been through planning a wedding, but I had been through remodeling a house. And I feel like there's a lot of similarities. You know, you have to make a bunch of decisions about something you're fairly unfamiliar with and you have to live with the consequences for a long time. Yeah. And so I remember, you know, I having a list of things I needed to get done. And one of them was picking brick for my fireplace. And so I went to a local brick store that was very small, but they had these one by one foot samples of brick lining the walls, just covered. And I went with my mom and the manager was the only other person in the store. And he was seemed to be very helpful, willing to serve at first, you know, and this guy was super excited about brick. I mean, he was just geeked out on brick. (laughs) It was his passion, you know, which is great. You you have the right person there, but I was trying to explain to him what my job was, what I needed done. And my hope was that he was going to help me to zone in on the perfect choice for me. And so I could just check something off my list, move on to the next thing. But he kind of, in his excitement, kept adding more and more options. And I, my blood pressure raised. I got more confused. Mm. I walked into that store fully planning to give them my money. And I left that day not having done so. Wow. You know, I was, I thought something would be super simple, but in the end, it ended up being overwhelming and I couldn't make a choice. And so I left frustrated. And, you know, the light bulb went on for me and I was like, I probably do this to my clients, mm. you know, like there's people who, I, I mean, we, as photographers, we get excited about albums. You know, we go to trade shows and we geek out over the paper and the cover options yep. and all the things. And, and then we go to our clients and we're like, look at all of this. You could have any one of these a hundred options, you know? And it's like, <laughs> While they want an album, they're not nearly as excited about it as we are. And so we need to translate, you know, our excitement into serving them and 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 seeing, you know, their need to to get this thing done. They of course want something they they will love, but what they really want is to point and pay for it and be done. Mm. You know, they, they want maybe one or two options to choose from that they can compare and they can say, I like this one more than this one. And so I'm going to go with this one and let's do it, you know? And so what I really recommend is that as a photographer, that we, 
we choose an album that we love and we pick the the size that we love and the and the paper and the cover type and the number of spreads and and that's what we put in the package and it just comes that way. Um, of course, if the client asks, "Can I have this a different size or a different you know cover type?" That's available if they ask, but it's not something that's offered up front. Um, I just think we're serving our clients best by removing obstacles to this to the sale by limiting options and just making it easy on them to, to, like I said, point and pay and move on to the next thing on their list. Yeah. Just make it as seamless, seamless as possible for them. The only thing, what came to mind though, as you were talking is I can play devil's advocate here for a second. Mm-hmm. Some photographers might say, well, yeah, but my clients, they, they want all the options. They want all the things they want. Like I, what if, what if I offer this album or these couple of albums and I don't include this option and that thing and this embossing and that, (laughs) how would you respond to the photographer? And ultimately, I guess, how do you effectively handle a client in that case, focusing on minimalism for the sake of ease of experience for at least the majority of your clients? Yeah, I guess I've just never had an issue with it. I have, you know, two album options and they're very different from one another. That way, you know, it's not confusing. Again, a client is typically drawn to one or the other. And my clients seem to fall in love with one or the other. Okay. And they're just happy to to move forward. Now, I have had the occasional client that's like, could we get this, but instead of in horizontal, could we get it in square at this size, you know? Right. And if that happens, like I said, I'm happy to price that out for them, get that them that information. But I don't want to overcomplicate it up front by giving those options up front. I'd rather just say, here's one option that comes like this. Here's one that comes like this. Which one do you prefer? You know, and typically clients, like I said, do love one or the other and occasionally they'll want to customize. Okay. Yeah. So starting with baseline options that aren't overly confusing, aren't overwhelming ultimately, uh, with the possibility of being able to add on something later on if, if absolutely needed, that sounds like a pretty good balance. But I think this is a good reminder for all of us. I mean, I'm sure that many photographers listening in can relate when they go to shop for something just overwhelmed with, with all the options we need to make it easier for our clients, minimize the number of options, give them a, the best product that we can be just absolutely stoked about um, to begin with. And it'll, it'll help us with the sales process, the album sales process, and ultimately convert more clients in that regard. So I, I appreciate absolutely. your insight and, and yeah. your expertise ultimately. And I want to, we'll make sure to, to link to, of course, your website, not just the website, but maybe a couple of the specific articles related to what we discussed today in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. And, uh, and then for everybody listening in, you're also going to want to follow along, go to Align Album Design on Instagram as well. We'll also link to that in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. And uh, Melissa, are there any other particular resources that our listeners should, should jump to when they check out your site? Um, well, we have, for those of you who are new to albums altogether and just not sure where to start, we have a great resource called the album startup kit Okay, and it's 11 done for you plug and play tools to just launch albums as quickly and as easily as possible. So that actually includes a custom designed sample album, uh, cover swatches, pricing guides so that you know exactly how to price them. 
email templates so that you know exactly how to communicate about albums yep. throughout the process. Yep. It includes uh, website text so you can have a page on your website to communicate about albums, sales secrets, contract text, so many different things, really everything that I could think of that you would need to sell albums effectively. And so that kit is available. We have um, a video to help you communicate on an emotional level, the value of an album to your clients. So those of you who want to be able to do that more effectively during an initial client meeting without having to be salesy, we have a you know, a really high-end video that you could show. It was inspired by, you know, that story I shared about the daughter that dances with her dad when she looks through the wedding album. And so um, that video is there as well. And then we're giving away right now everything you need to run an album sale to your past clients. So those of you who maybe are just starting to sell albums or you've sold albums a little bit here and there, but there's many clients in the past who haven't chosen to include one in their package. Um, now is a great time to go back to those clients and say, you know, would you like to to buy an album at a deeply discounted price, give them a deadline and, and make some extra, extra money. So we've got a blog post, social media posts, and an email campaign that you can just copy and paste and hopefully make some additional profit. Yeah. And likely this episode will come out in the near future during which we're probably still going to be dealing with the after effects of quarantine and coronavirus and, and of course not shooting for a long time. And so any opportunity to be able to make a little bit of extra revenue for our company is certainly welcome. So we'll make sure to link to those resources in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. And uh, once again, Melissa, thanks so much for making time for all of us. I'm glad that we got to make this happen. Thank you for having me, Nathan. Thanks so much, photographers, for listening to the Boca Podcast. Will you let us know what you thought of the show by leaving a review of the podcast in the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is Nathan at bocapodcast.com. We do try to bring this show to you commercial free, so make sure to check out our sponsors, photographersedit.com and milu, M-I-I-L-U.com. Photographers Edit is custom photo editing for the professional photographer, and Milu is the simplest way to create and manage timelines and shot lists for the events you're photographing.